Hello and welcome to episode four of Becoming Army. On this month's episode, he's our hope. We're his hope. It's J Hope, aka Junko Sock, aka Hobie, aka J, aka my sunshine. <laughs> my name's Lisa, aka we all have AKs, aka Soph. I'm here with Anne. How are you doing, Anne? I I don't have an AKA. True. Uh, I get you're like Prince. You just got the one. I mean, okay, Prince maybe not a bad example, not a good example. <laughs> the the one name, the iconic one name, is well, what I, where my mind was going. I, I like have a whole name, you know, Annalise, but you know, just shorten it to Anne. That's fine. Um, Priestess of Yogsuron. Yeah. That's maybe. on my Twitter handle because you know, <laughs> praise Yog. Praise Yog. I've always uh, wanted to to get a leather-bound copy of the Necronomicon and go door-to-door and say, have you heard the good word of Cthulhu? <laughs> uh, I would hope you would not knock on my door. I would knock on your door for the for the good word of Cthulhu. Praise Yak. Come join the <laughs> Elder Gods with us, Soph. Give up your sanity and your life to them. Oh, wait, well, you've already done that to BTS. I, I was just going to say, I've already given my soul... And all of my free time <laughs> to BTS, and particularly Mr. J-Hope, who we're talking about this week. So is this uh, your bias? Well, it's really incredibly hard for me to pick between Suga and J-Hope. It varies. I love them for completely different reasons, as we'll get into in this episode. Um so I had you watch a couple introduction videos, but I, I thought the best way to kind of introduce him for the show would be to read off the, the lyrics to the introduction um, on his most recent album, Jack in the Box, that came out. And it's kind of the origin of his name, so I thought it would be a nice place to get started. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if I'm a little out of breath. I'm kind of recovering from the... The bad sickness. The Rona. Uh, the Rona. I wasn't sure what the kids are calling it these days. Anyway, let me the read off. remover. <laughs> yes. Let me, uh, let me read those lyrics here for you. And forgive me if I have to pause for, for breath. Um, what Zeus had kept inside the box broke loose from their confinement. All that was foul was now unleashed upon the world. Pandora, unable to undo what she had done, fell into despair. As she grieved, she heard a feeble quiver from the box. She lifted the lid once more and out fluttered a small, bright, most beautiful creature she had ever seen. It flapped its delicate wings as it danced around Pandora, lightly brushing against her shoulder. Pandora immediately felt her angst melt away and her heart glow with warmth. It was hope that was kept in the innermost nook of the box. It trailed behind the miasma of darkness, assuaging their ill effects on humankind. Hope gave people the will to carry on living amidst the pain and strife. And that honestly really sums up, I think, his mission for his career is he just sees it as his job to bring hope and happiness to people. And he's always trying to do that with his fans and with the group, so. 
did you have any, uh, what was your first impression from the introduction videos I gave you to watch? It's going to sound bad to all the people who have a bias, but pretty much the same as the rest of them. Uh, this is a sweet young man who is hanging out with six other sweet young men being sweet young men. And it was just adorable and cute to watch. Uh, it's true. <laughs> and again, for those of you who are like, you know, veterans of army, remember I'm new to this and it's all kind of running together to me and I'm working 80 hours a week between two jobs. So, you and know, I, I haven't given my life over to these, to these beautiful boys and I'm not, not going yet. to either. Not yet. No, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's too much else. There's too much else that has claim on my soul right now. So, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, keep trying. <laughs> so anyway, trying. Yeah. Uh, um, he is the a dancer, the rapper, mm-hmm. and vocalist for the group. I mean, they're all really talented dancers, but Jay Pope is, to me, on a whole nother level. Um, I love his style of dance, and his passion for it really shines through. And um, they all work really hard to be good dancers, but he's really a perfectionist, and he's often leading he is the dance leader and giving them you know tips and they go to him for help on his dance um he also has some awesome and beautiful vocal performances um he is one of the more prolific producers of the group along with the other uh the rappers tend to be the the most prolific producers um and along with kind of what I was saying before about his his mission that as he sees it to bring to bring hope as his name says um he's kind of one of the caregivers of the group and always has a smile on his face for the other members yep he seemed like a real sweetheart um I really did enjoy his dancing it's not as good as what I'm about to reference but it is incredibly good um my wife Dia who you can hear over on view for fun episode one um always used to say about michael jackson was that he was the best pure dancer since fred astaire i don't think the j-hope is quite in that category but he's very much nipping at the heels of those two men um i'm not saying i'm not saying that he's the third best dancer i've ever seen i'm saying he is quite excellent for a pop music, uh, pop style dancer. Um, well, I didn't even emphasize, like, I didn't show you, like, particular dance videos. Like, mm-hmm. they do whole series that's just dance practice for every song that I could have given you. I thought about it as I was figuring out what to do with it. It wouldn't but... have been necessary. It was very obvious um, just from watching the little bits that I, the little bits and clips that I saw. Yeah. So, uh, this this is someone who is incredibly talented uh, in the movement of his body and more than that, in the ability to explain movement to other people so that they can understand. Because it's one thing to be able to do a thing physically with your body. It's another thing to be able to describe to another person how they can do that thing. And that's a lot of what came through to me in, in J-Hope was that for... Everything else he does that's wonderful. This is clearly where his talent is. And six years of dance school is no fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, and that's before 
before he joined the group, you know, that was almost 10 years ago at this point. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, training under the, the idol system is no joke either. <laughs> no, the idol, the idol system, both in Japan and Korea is just a really, really intense uh, training thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and he came into it as a dancer and that he had no rap experience, but the other two people that were in the group at the time he joined were the other two rappers. So he basically was taught and self-taught rap. And uh, I think that's pretty impressive too. Mm-hmm. So and we kind of touched on it, but I had you watch one of those little cute videos that was basically everybody in the group being totally in love with him, which is, not surprising because everybody falls in love with him because he's adorable. And... <laughs> yeah, I was just the now kiss meme for the entire time. Right? I, I kind of picked it like that on purpose because now, now kiss. <laughs> yeah, for, the, for those of you who don't know, I'm rotten to the core and I think these beautiful boys should be making out with each other. Uh, I I know there's some shippers out there who are, who are with me. And, Definitely you know, are. Just remember, we're we're right. Everyone else is wrong, um, because these the some of this is definitely you know staged because they know their audience, but some of it is also very genuine emotion and and affection and the the moment where he was. In, in the video compilation you sent me, he was holding hands with another member, and they're like, no, we can't do that. And then he's like, let me give you a piggyback ride. Yeah, that was him and Namjoon. <laughs> yep. I don't that's... know them all yet, people. I do this like once a month. Come on. That's all right. That's why I'm here. <laughs> we, we can talk about moments, and I can mm-hmm. clarify for the people at home who, did, who didn't watch the specific video. But that that's one of the moments that's in a lot of those. <laughs> Um, so it was, it was at all at once. It was easy for me to pick what I wanted you to watch for this episode. And, and it was a little difficult because what we ended up picking was hope. We call it Hobie Palooza. Mm-hmm. Um, as any Hobie biased army will tell you, there's something unique and special about how about his onstage presence he has this magnetism when he performs that i think even it goes above and beyond what the other members do now i wish i could have flown Anne to korea (laughs) to see their their free concert in busan but unfortunately I, i can't do that instead uh he did recently perform a whole um set all on his own in at Lollapalooza in Chicago at the end of last month. Um and the folks over there were awesome enough to release the entire concert onto YouTube for people to watch. So I had Anne watch the entirety of Hobie Palooza. Uh did you I gave you a couple of choices. Um I gave you a playlist that kind of had the names of some of the songs. Um just I thought it might be a little easier to talk about if you could reference a certain song. And I also gave you just the whole like hour plus concert to watch because 
you know, I, I enjoy watching the whole thing with all the little talking in between and stuff. Which way did mm-hmm. you end up going with that? I ended up watching the playlist and yeah. I'll explain why I ended up watching the playlist because I wanted to focus on uh, the music. I wanted to focus on the concert performance, the stuff in between, which I'm assuming was set up, take down a couple of, a couple of outfit changes uh, and yeah. keeping the, keeping the audience entertained between that. That's all stuff that I, I looked, I, I thought about and like, this is probably for people who know what's going on. I'm just going to yeah. focus on, the performance and i'm going to focus on that while i play some hearthstone uh which is what i did awesome well and oh and and to treat it like i would treat listening to any other form of music because i usually listen to music when i'm doing something else i very rarely exclusively listen to music okay and what's important to understand about that is that after a while i forgot that i was doing this for a podcast Yeah. How so? And well, what that means is I I stopped thinking about it as work for a podcast to make a friend of mine happy, and <laughs> was just enjoying the music well, because awesome. because it was a really good it was a really good concert it was a really good performance. I might go back sometime and watch the actual full concert. I'll probably also do that while playing a video game because again, that's how I tend to consume music. Yeah. Um, but this was this was a really good performance. I'd look over and watch what was happening on stage. His stage presence is quite good. And I'm going to piss some army members off right now. Oh, no. He should do more solo stuff. Oh, that's not... That wouldn't piss anybody off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they recently um, announced that they're, they're not splitting up, but they're all going to get a chance to do their solo album and get all the hype and promotion that mm-hmm. would normally be reserved for a group album and he was the first one to do this so army was initially a little scared of course but after we saw after we got his album jack in the box and after we got this performance we're all just so excited to see what each new member mm-hmm. does next um and just a little background uh, on the performance he performed on july thir- 31st like i said end of last month for over a hundred thousand live fans in chicago and the stream was also watched by 15 million viewers uh via it was on hulu which is how i watched it also on weavers and it was a historic performance because it's the first korean artist ever to headline a major U.S. music festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and apart from the sheer joy <laughs> that it brings to me just to watch him perform live, I thought the concert was a, a good representation of both work from his new album and work from his earlier um, solo work that he's done. Um, it covered a lot of his hip hop roots, uh, his humility, and the issues that he believes in. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, like there are plenty of of songs that I could have picked, but I I thought it was really awesome that you had the time <laughs> this month uh, to give the whole show a performance, or give yeah. the whole, whole sh- give it give the time to watch the whole performance. Well, like I said last week with the Tiny Desk concert, I think this is the best way to actually introduce someone to an artist 
is a, a, a full connected performance and not a series of disjointed videos. Um, because yeah. it, it gives you a chance to see how he plans out and structures his whole performance rather than, you know, a series of videos that are not necessarily connected in any way. Yeah. I, th I think when you get to a live band behind any of them, whether it's the whole group, like we saw with the, the tiny desk concert or, or at Lollapalooza, it really brings a whole new twist. And a lot of the songs he performed were new arrangements that were different from how they sounded. And I thought that brought something pretty cool. The whole rock, the, the guitar rock in the back, in the background was awesome and and of course we we in army all love when they get to curse because as part of the idol system they're not allowed to be as edgy like that <laughs> so yeah. i i squeed a little bit every time he cursed which is probably not a you thing but it was for me what did well, you think of, of the style of the performance the style of the performance was really good it was it was a very it was a very well produced, um, basically a rap concert. The audience is largely what actually makes the concert what it is. Uh, the the massive reactions to him and to everything that he was doing uh, all throughout the concert. The people who are in the know are what actually drag you along. It's like um, I can give you two examples of what it's like. It's like going to a StarCraft esports event and you have no idea what StarCraft is. But the audience reacting to StarCraft and then you're able to kind of make out what's happening on the screen, even if you've never played StarCraft, and I've never played StarCraft, but I like watching StarCraft esports, is what actually gets you into it. You don't actually need to understand everything that's going on. You can hear the audience, you can hear them responding, and you can get you can get what it's going for. The same thing with, you know, a professional wrestling event. The audience is what makes the performance. There's a really great video of Justin Robert Young talking about how uh, pro wrestling is a unique art form because it's not built from the performer out. It's built from the audience in. And I know there's probably some members of Army right now who are like, you're comparing our, our you're comparing J Hope to to video games and professional wrestling. I am. I I, I think it, it's a great comparison. It's a great comparison because in both of these in both of these circumstances, without the audience, the performance is not nearly as good. If the audience is not reacting the way in which J Hope is wanting the audience to react, the way in which he has he has coached and encouraged them to react, the performance is still good. It's not nearly as good. It's not nearly as kind of like mind-blowingly fun it would be the way to put it <laughs> is it is it the greatest musical performance i've ever seen no sorry everyone i've seen Pavarotti. how how dare you um, <laughs> but it was it was yeah. so much fun, it was <laughs> it was such a fun performance it was such it was such a good set i have one gripe about the set i did not like him solo performing dynamite Okay. Because there was there was too much of the track being being played over, I get yeah. why he did it. I didn't like it nearly as much as I liked the other 
songs, the other 14 songs, where he was actually doing the rapping and the singing. And the Dynamite performance seemed like it was just there to highlight the dancers more than anything else, which I didn't mind. Yeah, the dancers were great. The dancers were fantastic. And it came at a good point to do that where he could definitely use a vocal break. So yeah, I understand I, I understand all of why he did that because the the harshness in his voice when he raps is really, really gonna take a toll on his voice if he does, you know, a, an hour and a half concert. Um so yeah. it is it is a good vocal break for him. And it's paired with music box, which is also a bit of a vocal break too. So I understand from a performance aspect what he's doing with this lineup. However, as an audience member, didn't really like that choice. So. Yeah. I the the first half of the show was uh to put it simply, it was the dark half of the show. <laughs> I guess you could say it was um a lot of the songs off of his his solo album. Um and so I really enjoyed the change of pace after his mm-hmm. kind of intermission costume change where he came out and like you're so used to hearing those those rock chords and he's in black and being like you said his his uh intense rapping voice just to come out pop literally pop out of the box and and just have this like it's the tropical remix too which was <laughs> was different but for me it was really refreshing t- because a, a lot of armies before um this most recent album came out he was known as like i said we call him our sunshine he's the cheery happy one um and we love the the rock the the delving deep into the emotions but it was really refreshing for me when he popped out and did that that tropical version um yep. it's 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 of course not ever going to be as good as as the original because you know it's it's fucking bts like even if you're a member of bts (laughs) you're not going to do a group song as well by yourself it's going to be different and i'm sure it was a little weird for him too to like sing parts that he's not used to singing stuff like that yeah and and it was fine it was fine it was also a necessary vocal break so i'm not criticizing the choice I just didn't enjoy it as much as the rest of the concert. And it kind of took me out and it took me another song to get back into it. I did like the end. I did like the way he, he chose to uh, uh, end the concert. So yeah. Um, Okay. With, okay. With all of it, but you know, yeah. yeah. um, So that was one of the songs he did. Let's see. We, we kind of jumped over the, the first half a little bit, but he performed he performed like i said most of his new stuff off of jack in the box but he also performed one of bts's original cyphers cypher 1 which i totally didn't expect and i thought fit really well with the rest of the performance mm-hmm. he did a good job of um paying respect to his hip hop influences you could really see that come out i don't know if you recognized um when he performed uh, What If, it, it samples a classic, I'm going to sound really white when I say this, old Dirty Bastard single, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shimmy Shimmy Ya, um, which I couldn't have told you that's who did it before he sampled it, yep. but now I know. Never been a oh. big Wu-Tang girl, 
Um, yeah. I like everything I've heard from Wu Tang, but I've never I've never sought it out um, personally. So no, but yeah. I I enjoyed What If. I enjoyed I enjoyed Baseline. Um, from that first half, arson. any oh arson was that the I'm looking at the playlist here trying to see was that the that uh, wasn't the first song no it's the eighth song okay arson was one was the song that in the middle as i kind of relaxed into the playlist like yeah. made me turn my head <laughs> and that's always a good thing where i'm not where i'm not just listening to the music in the background where i'm actually starting to actively pay attention to it i enjoyed arson quite a bit um that that was one of the songs um actually one of the ones that he, he was able to do a video for there was two off of the off of that album but it's definitely a very intense song <laughs> yep and i thought the i thought the 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 gritty nature of the performance was a lot of fun on the first half i thought it was very well done and then I thought the ending of Chicken Noodle Soup in Future was just, this is good, stupid fun. Yeah. This I, is I, just good, stupid fun. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, kind, in kind of the same way where I like the Sugar and J-Hope equally for different reasons. I like the, the first half and the second half equally for different reasons. Uh, the second half featured one of my favorite songs off of that album which was equal sign um and it's just really representative of that that message he's trying to cross that is one of the reasons that i love him just a couple of the lyrics i'm sure we're not going to deep dig deep into the lyrics like we did with sugar's song um because that would be impossible there was 14 songs (laughs) um one of the lyrics from that from equal sign is Hate'll paralyze your mind. Gotta see the other side. It costs you nothing to be kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I thought that was, you know, it's it's a simple message, but it, it it's one of the reasons I love him. It's just it's just his mission to spread love and other things that other statements that were put up on the screen while he was singing that song. All our bodies deserve respect, which hits very close to home. Why no, really? <laughs> you don't say. Why is it a crime to be different? Let's come together. Um mm-hmm. we already talked about it a little bit. The dynamite remix uh, was in there too. Um did any of the songs in that in that second half stand out to you? Uh as I talked about, I really enjoyed chicken noodle soup and I really enjoyed future at the end. I thought it was a great way to close the show. Um, because one of the best things you can do with any concert is send the audience home kind of high on the music so they don't yeah. be high on other things although they probably are uh it was well, an you, i'm sure everyone it's, was high. it's an open air concert what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. yeah you I'm mentioned it a, a couple times um becky g did make a surprise performance and it's uh the first ever live performance of their song chicken noodle soup um and just to point out that that is a trilingual song mm-hmm. um, with really fun choreography. It's kind of a, a once in a lifetime moment uh, to celebrate, you know, Spanish, English, Korean, all being spoken in one song. And in a place where in, in Western musical mainstream where that doesn't really happen. And she and she even 
uh, talked on that a little bit after they sang, but how important that was as a moment for them to share the stage together. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a good moment. It was also a really good performance by her because she was coming into uh, that performance cold. She's coming in in song 14. J-Hope is very warmed up and in his groove. She's walking in on song 14 cold. And she did incredible. Yeah, that was that was a really great um, that was a really great performance. And like you said, future, which is I you know depending on the day changes what my favorite song from that album is. But future is 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 a great one too. I wish we had time to dig deeper into the lyrics of that because I have lots of feelings on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you know what we have lots of stuff to do after the first seven episodes where you've introduced me to all the army. We can actually do things like that later on in the show. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, doing some deep dives on songs. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of wrap those will, up. Those will be shorter episodes, everyone. Those will be like 15, 20 minute episodes. They'll be really fun to record. <laughs> they will be fun as everything is to record with you. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of wrap up our, our thoughts on, on Hobie Palooza, I thought I'd read off what J-Hope posted on Instagram uh, right after the performance. Yeah. July 31st, 2022 is going to be one of my greatest and unforgettable moments. Lollapalooza was one of the most important challenges of Jack in the Box. Preparing an hour-long show with me front and center was just one dread-filled moment after another. I whipped myself forward as hard as I could again and again to practice for the show. Most of all, preparing every detail with so much attention and care made me learn along the way about who I really am. Yesterday was the culmination of this whole process, and that's why it'll be that much more of a treasured memory in my life's history and have that much more meaning. I want to thank all the staff who worked so hard for Lollapalooza, all my buddies in the band and the dance crew. Becky G for her special presence, Jimin who came so far to cheer me on. And above all, I want to thank our army who made yesterday's stage shine even more brightly. And I would like to thank once again, all the organizers of Lollapalooza who gave me this amazing opportunity. And and that kind of touched on some of the things you've already brought up about how, how it was so obvious, how much attention to detail was put into the organization of of that show it's, it's as professional as i would expect out of anything out of a korean pop organization but and again this is what makes bts work for so many of you army members out there is that just because it is a very professional clearly crafted statement it is still incredibly sincere and incredibly real you can have both at the same time people so absolutely and i think and that's the- one of the one of the amazing things about what is happening in this kind of uh, K-pop, K-rock uh, world that we're living in is that we're seeing that you can actually do the exact thing that was critiqued about 1980s music in that, oh, it's manufactured, it's meant to sell uh, sell records and merchandise and blah, 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 blah. This is all very clearly meant to sell because they have to make money but it doesn't ever come off as corporate or commercial yeah, the way it, it, that the 1980s did. It doesn't 
just because there's a lot of planning and attention to detail that goes into selling mm-hmm. the performance and the music doesn't mean that they're not sincerely performing and, and trying yep. to give their best. Like you said, it's really the relationship with the army that gave the performance that extra amazingness. Yep. Um, and, and speaking of army, um, I when I came across, um, when I went on Twitter to try and and find some some Hobie biases that could sum up, um, sum up their feelings on J Hope for us, I came across April, who is one of the biggest Hobie biases I know, and I hope I am doing this justice for her. Um, but she actually went and listened to every single episode of our of our podcast and then was kind enough to take up this take up some of her time to give us uh some information about why she loves j-hope here so here goes april (laughs) um she says i could go on for hours about j-hope he's my alt bias and he changed my life he came into my life at a low period and his positivity and joy brightened my life when I needed it. He has shown me how to be a happier person, even when I'm feeling down. He makes me want to be a better person. He's the total package, dancer, rapper, singer. He sets the stage on fire. He's an amazing friend and second leader to the members, his brothers. He's funny and silly. He's beautiful inside and out. He's kind and thoughtful, talented, hardworking, serious, sunshine personified. J-Hope, Hobie, Hoba, J, Jung Hosak. These are all his names. He is complex and amazing. He's our hope, and I love and respect him immensely. And I, I don't think I could have said that any better. And, and no disrespect to ARMY, but is this becoming a religion? Um... Are these I mean, your what's, gods? What's the definition of a religion? <laughs> have have members of army had supernatural experiences? And again, mm. I'm not trying to be insulting. <laughs> I'm actually being quite serious as a religious scholar. I'm wondering if you have if you have if army is a cult on the verge of becoming a religion. And cult has a lot of negative connotations uh, in American society. So I don't mean any of those like suicide cults crazy cults compound cults i mean just the basic forming of a religion before the dogma has been completely established is that what this is becoming is that what you're dragging me into are you making me go to church self the church of bangtan yes okay <laughs> well well if you in a way it's definitely brought this whole group of people together from all around the world different kinds of people old young Man, women, all kinds of of people will tell you that they love the music, but really, what keeps them is the friends they've made in in army, and how awesome every every other fan that they meet is. Um, so there's there's something there. I I'm not a religious scholar, so I don't know that I would dub it a religion, but. Well, I'm partially joking and being tongue-in-cheek because, and not to diminish what April said, because she clearly has very, very strong feelings about Hope, about J-Hope, and he's clearly 
his his presence, his existence, and his music has affected her in massive important ways, and I can very much relate to that. Um, and I'm, so I'm not I'm not being coy, I'm not being tongue in cheek, and I'm not trying to be insulting. And I apologize if I am being insulting. Not my intention. It, I don't. Think but you are. I think that I think that the that the um, that the way in which Army talks about and acts towards the members is the healthiest form of fan worship I have ever seen. Um, oh. In that I have never run across a BTS member engaging a BTS army member engaging in any form of toxic behavior. I've never run across gatekeeping. I've never run across um, uh, what about isms. I've never run across people, people behaving uh, badly to noobs. Um, I've run across you threatening me if I don't like pick a bias by the end of these seven episodes. That was a joke. That was a joke. So threatens me for all kinds of things. Not for this. Well, I'm allowed to threaten you because I'm your friend. This is true. Um, and that's part of our friendship. So It absolutely is. It'll sound weird to people, but we have a, a weird friendship, but it works for us. Yep. And so this is, this, is, this is a lovely statement by a presumably lovely person who is just talking about something that was very important to her life. And when I make the religious or cult comparisons, I'm not trying to be derogatory. I'm just trying to say this is this is what it reads to me is that this has had a massive effect on a mass of people. And we could be 200 years from now, uh, people have the book of BTS <laughs> if this continues. And for those of you who think I'm who think I'm overplaying it, talk to people who were alive when the Beatles came to America. And they talk about seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show as basically a religious experience. So this is not a new thing with pop, with pop music at all. Yeah. Well, sp speaking as someone who was in a, in a huge stadium, seeing them surrounded by just everywhere you turn, you could, you could talk to someone who would have statements like this to say about how BTS members have influenced their life. Uh, it was kind of like going to church. <laughs> I'm not a religious person, but it was it was an amazing experience for sure. Well, I think you have to amend that statement to say that you weren't a religious person, but now now perhaps it, I it, am worshiping at the Church of Jehovah at at the Church of of Bangtan. Yeah, now <laughs> mm -hmm. we we've been talking up Jehovah here. And you talked about how much you loved his performance, how it's absolutely the best concert you've ever seen in your entire life. No, it's suck not. At, suck at Pavarotti. Um, does that mean that J-Hope is, is your bias now? Yeah. Of nope, all the people we've talked about, ha has nope. he convinced you yet that, no one's that he convinced should be me your yet, bias? But I do have a bias. No one has, has come close. Uh, and, and let me just explain why. First of all, if I'm going to do this at all, I'm not going to do it until until we've gone through all of them. That's fair. that's just the, just that's just the way it's it's going to go. We're not doing. I'm not. I'm not picking a bias. Probably ever. <laughs> um, bias picks you, Anne. Yeah, bias that's not happened yet either. So, <laughs> um, so the, the, you know the whole the whole issue with with. 
I'm not one who picks favorites. Favorites do not really kind of like work with how my brain works, which is weird. Um, if you put a gun to my head and said, pick one, I'd be like, I don't know. And I'd probably just randomly say whatever name I remembered most. Um, so I don't have, I don't have a bias yet. I don't know that I will. We're four in and nothing has grabbed me the way that, the way that, it has grabbed so many people in army who I hear you talk about and talk through as you bring in their quotes each week, each, each month. Sorry for the episode. If we did this every week. I'd be overwhelmed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. There's a lot. You guys don't see the show notes that uh, Soph puts in here as she like goes through and digs up all this lovely stuff. So, well, I really want to do, every time we do an episode, I want to do them justice. And everybody who has them as a bias, I want them to feel like I have said everything that they would want to say to to convince you that they should be your bias. And if, and if we haven't done that, you know, go on Twitter and tell us what else we should have said. Absolutely. Well, any, any final thoughts on, on J-Hope, a.k.a. Jung Ho-Sok today, Anne? Uh, no, he is a lovely, lovely boy, and he did a fantastic con- concert, and I really enjoyed listening to it and watching it, and I thought this was quite uh, an experience and definitely one that is uh, worthwhile, even if someone's not a member of ARMY. I thought this was a concert that you could show to almost anyone, and they would they would have enjoyed the energy and the musicality of the, con- of the concert. Well, I'm really then, then they have low taste. So clearly, well, I'm really glad you had the week off from work, so we're able to devote the extra time to to watching the concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that brings us to the close of the show. Unfortunately, um, thanks everybody for listening to the show. You don't like want to I, go on for another hour about J Hope? I do. My I'm not sure my voice would handle it at this point. Mm. <laughs> um. Hobie biases. I hope that I I did him justice for you, especially you, April. <laughs> it's been lovely to meet you. Um, the show can be found at Becoming Army on Twitter, and I can be found at Lisa three three two five. And you can find our friend Wicket's podcast, which we are legally obligated, but would mention even if we weren't, because it's an awesome podcast. Her show Gore. Gore. Uh, is her horror podcast um so you should all go listen to that and where can people find you uh you can find me at ann underscore elise on twitter um and you can also find the other shows that we are still doing we are going to be resuming q for fun uh next week and this friday um ann and emily wrestle podcast will also be back as we are celebrating our one year anniversary and hey. we are into we are into a gigantic week of really good wrestling and I'm debating whether or not we need to get a guest to cover all of it um but we do have to talk about something else um with our lives being as complicated as they are we are going to put uh two of our shows anime sweater and view for fun on hold because I do not have the time right now to write them I do not have the time right now to do the research for them it probably will only be for the month of September, and then once I get into the groove of being back at both jobs, it should be better. Um, these are shows I very much want to do. These are shows that mean a lot to me. Um, 
the reason why we're keeping free shows going and putting two on hold is because Soph writes this show. I write Q for fun. And if you've listened to an episode of Anna and Emily Russell podcast, you give Emily and I an open mic in 15 minutes of writing. We can talk for 90 minutes. Indeed. Because we just can't. It's just, it, we've known each other for, for so long. We can just like fall into a groove and sit and chat about bullshit forever. And that until content kind of writes itself. too. It really does. It really does. So we're going to keep those three shows going. We're going to bring anime sweater and um, view for fun back in October. We really hope to get those shows uh, underway and going uh, stronger. Um, it's going to take a little bit of reorganizing of the Q girls network, but we're going to do it. We have, we have, we have stuff we want to talk about. We have stuff we want to bring to you and we have like super awesome fandom shit that we just want to share with you. And we want you to have a good time with it, which is why we do these shows. Absolutely. That's what keeps me doing this. Cause I just love sharing stuff. I love with you. <laughs> You're so open-minded and I really appreciate it. And it doesn't matter if we have one listener or one million listeners. We'll do this until it's no longer fun, because that is the ethos by which we work. Absolutely. Um, And speaking of the next episode, we may have a special guest. Mm -hmm. I I have a local friend who is one of the biggest biases towards this member that we're going to talk about next time. And I am going to try and convince her to get involved in the episode. We'll see how exactly she could be involved. But the episode is going to be all about Park Jimin. <laughs> <laughs>